Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Stalter. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. We head to our 101 ESPN celebrity line, and we're joined by Mike McKenna, for former goaltender in the NHL, now writing for the Daily Faceoff. What's up, Mike? Well, definitely not a celebrity, but I appreciate you having me on. And all we need is a forward to round it out between Rivon D and my goal. So, Anthony, you're going to play up front for us. Yeah, that's – hey, listen, Mike, I'm going to get my ass kicked repeatedly, but you're going to see the best effort that you're ever going to see, man. <laughs> Out of anybody. That's all we can ask for. Try hard, have fun. <laughs> Anthony's definitely uh, an off-the-glass and out guy. Yes. Honestly, Mike, he's been trying to push a clear-it camp with Synergy Hockey where kids just shoot the puck down the ice. I told him that's not what we're doing around here, but I do like the fact that he's dedicated to the cause. It's so funny, man. We used to have, uh, when I was in the Devils organization, Jacques LaPerriere, who played with the Canadians forever, he'd show up and he was about 70 years old and he'd get out there with the D and all he would do is put pucks at about the dot and just say, if you're in trouble, put it off the window. And he had that French-Canadian accent. <laughs> yeah. That's all it was. Off the glass and out. Off the glass and out. Simple hockey. Just get it out. Exactly. I love it. All right, Mike. The blue season uh, rapidly approach, approaching all the NHL, for that matter. But keeping it here locally, look, last year was not a great year for the Blues overall. And one of the guys that I think felt a lot of the the brunt of that was Jordan Bennington. I'm of the I'm of the opinion that it wasn't as bad as it seemed. I think that he was hung out to dry a lot on on certain goals and and certainly the inner slot shots and backdoor tap ins. But what do you foresee here for Jordan Bennington moving into this season? What did you see last year that you didn't like, and what do you expect from him this year? Yeah, I have a similar take, Riv. I, I think that if you look objectively at what Bennington did last year, I mean, there were highs and lows, but you're behind a team that just simply wasn't be able to play defense consistently all season long. Um, I think for me, looking at this season, I, I think it kind of boils down to this for Bennington. Is he going to be remembered more for saves than outbursts this year? And and I don't think that this is actually a core part of his game. Like I think that it gets magnified when he has a freak out on the ice. I think he's a good NHL goalie. We've seen it before. I mean, he's, he can get hot and be uh, a Stanley Cup winner. I just think that with a revamp um, in front of him, Bennington will be able to, number one, hopefully um, not have to do too much and try to do too much, but two, just have some rhythm. I think last year he probably played too many games. He was, he was in the net for 61, which is a high watermark for him in his career. I think with Joel Hofer coming in, I think Hofer's set to play some games this year. I like that kid. I think he's a great prospect, and I think that will help Bennington. To me, Bennington's best hockey has been when he's been more of a tandem role, 40 games, 50 games like he had with Jake Allen, Billy Huso. Um, so I think a little bit less load and a better team in front of him that should help Bennington. I think he should be able to rebound this year. Mike McKenna joining us right now on the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Played in the NHL. He's a goaltender. As a goaltender, he writes for the Daily Faceoff uh, right now. It's fast lane on 101 ESPN. Mike, 
you had mentioned the the defense in front of Jordan Bennington. Uh, you being a former goaltender yourself, you, you know about it. Besides, of course, clearing the puck out of the zone, uh, what are the what are the ways ca- did did the defense either help or hurt Bennington last year, specifically the Blues? Yeah, well, it's easy to focus on just the six players that are playing on the blue line, you know, and I think I'm hopefully going to defend Riven the decor here a little bit and that it's a team game. And the thing that bothered me when I'd watched the blues was that man, the other team could get through the neutral zone really well. And it was the sheer number of odd man rushes that were coming the other direction. Teams able to attack in waves against the blues. Um, and, and if they don't score in that first rush, you're still scrambling once it's in your zone. It's that secondary chance after that. So um, I think that more so than the personnel. I mean, it'd be easy to just say, well, if they could have completed a trade here or there, it would fix everything. I, I really believe it starts with what the high forward does in the offensive zone when a turnover happens, how the team clogs up the neutral zone to keep the opposition from coming into their zone as much as they can. And from that point, it really is in front of the net, the simple stuff, tying up sticks. It's not as much about moving players out anymore as it is keeping them from being able to get a secondary or a third opportunity. So for me, let's lessen these odd man rushes through the neutral zone, try to be tighter in the middle of the ice, keep things to the outside like the Golden Knights did. They won the Stanley Cup this year because they had the best defense in the NHL. They kept shots to the outside. They packed the middle. That would really help Bennington and Hofer in the goal. All right, Mike, you've got a piece right now at the Daily Faceoff where you rank the goaltending tandems in the NHL. And you've got the St. Louis Blues ranked 21st in the National Hockey League. Just diving behind the curtain a little bit, you know, what are some of the things that you dove into here in order to get this ranking for the Blues? You know, for me, when I do tandem rankings, it's about who do you feel most comfortable with when you go into the season? So at my top of this, I've got Ilya Sorokin, Semyon Varlamov with the New York Islanders. Both guys have been 915, 920 save percentage goalies. Um, And you can kind of go through the top 10 on my list at least and go, yeah, those guys are pretty solid. Like even the backup goalies for those teams are really good or the number one just plays so often it doesn't matter. And for me, the Blues, I had them lower at 21 just because no way around it. Bennington needs a rebound year. And you really don't know what you have with Joel Hofer. I've watched him play extensively. I've seen his American League games. I've seen what he did at the NHL level. I think Hofer's high end is really good. He's a great technical goaltender. Fans are going to love that he doesn't lose his crease. Um, He's pretty steady. But you just don't know until you get a full season worth. So when you couple that, I mean, I think the Blues could easily rise into the top 10 if both of their goaltenders perform. But if it's only one of them that's pulling the mail, it's tough to be in the top half of the league. And that's what I base it on. They're surrounded by the L.A. Kings, who have a very known commodity in Cam Talbot. Phoenix Copley, who played great last season. Team below the Blues, Karel Vimelka and Connor Ingram of the Arizona Coyotes. Well, the Coyotes aren't any good and haven't been any good, so it's tough to rate them. So I'm looking for the Blues to rebound if they're going to climb in those rankings. Hey, Mike, uh, you know, you kind of talked about some of the teams that were around the Blues in your rankings. What about the goaltending group in the Central Division? Where where do you see the Blues tandem with Bennington and Hofer uh, in comparison to the, the rest of the Central Division? Well, it's going to matter this year, too. I mean, I think the Central is going to be tough to win or tough to even you know make the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. I think the middle is pretty open. Um, Colorado, Dallas, they're the class of the division right now, but you're going to have the Wild Jets, Preds, Blues. Man, I think those four teams are going to be battling it out for that, either the wild card card slot or um, one of the initial 
playoff positions. And yeah, I mean, even Arizona could be better this year. So Hellebuck in Winnipeg, if he ends up being in Winnipeg, there's a chance he may get traded. But if he's there, Winnipeg's rock solid, top in the in the division. I love Ottinger in Dallas. I think he's a top five goalie. He's a minute muncher. Georgiev has played really well in Colorado, but Georgiev really doesn't have anybody behind him right now. So Soros, he's a top guy as well. The goaltending in the Central Division is just about as good as any in the NHL, save for maybe the Metro, because in the Metro you've got Shosturkin with the Rangers, Sorokin with the uh, with the Islanders, uh, three-headed monster in Carolina. So what it really comes down to is your goal is not going to steal many games for you in the Central. You need a good team defense in front of them and be able to score because you're going to be going up against a Connor Hellebuck. And even a Philip Gustafson in Minnesota last year was phenomenal. So it's a really strong goaltending division, which places even more emphasis on the team game. Now, Mike, you touched on this just a little bit earlier, but in your opinion, uh, what is the optimal amount of games here in the split between Bennington and Hofer? Because I, you, I, I believe that you're correct. I think that fewer games for him this year will be a necessity for the St. Louis Blues. I'm just wondering if it's a 50-32, if it's you know more of a 50-50 split. I'm not sure. I think it's split on who's playing the best. And and I know that that's the typical hot hand answer. This guy's hot. He's winning games. Put him in the net. Well, I think it, I think Craig Berube's got to ride that this year. If he does feel um, a little bit into the season that Hofer's grabbing the net, let him run with it. But if things work out the way that they should, if Jordan Bennington is still the number one all season long, Riv, I would like to see it closer to a 50-32 split. I think that that's a really optimal level for Bennington, playing about two out of three games. Um, saw that, I'd give it a reference point again. That team in Vegas was rolling their goalies out two out of every three. Carolina, two out of every three. Boston, when they had a ton of success with Tuka Rask and, um, and, and Yarrow Halak back in, a couple of years ago, two out of three. That seems to be where Bennington really plays his best. So somewhere between 45, 50 games, maybe at the very top end, 53 or four. And it's also because I want to see Hofer develop. I want to see what he can do and be able to give him an opportunity to potentially run with it if he's playing well enough. That's Mike McKenna. Give him a, a look at the Daily Faceoff, his latest article, ranking every NHL goaltender for the in the tandem for 2023 and 2024 mike great stuff man love having you on the show we'll uh, we'll circle back with you at some point that was awesome i appreciate it guys always a pleasure um talk to you soon thanks for having me it's our right. pleasure thanks, thanks mike. mike appreciate you